Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for all the many, many blessings you've poured upon us throughout this whole day. And now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Continuing our Bible study of May to Z in the word judgment, if you will turn to the small epistle of 1 John in chapter 4. Here we see a couple of verses in reference to the judgment. Picking up in verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Not worried about judgment? You have boldness? You are looking forward to it, actually, because you know you're going to hear those words, Well done, thou good, faithful servant. When you have the right walk with the Lord, when you're prayed up and you stay prayed up, and you keep it straight, then you've got nothing to be held against you. Get it washed in the blood. Get it taken care of. So you can found, be found without spot and blameless. All right, now if we'll turn to Jude. Now Jude's an interesting letter speaking of some of the attitude of the unbelievers and some references to judgments of the past. And it really applies to the world today and especially in this country today. So let's get right into the letter of Jude. It's Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now this earnestly contend means to work at it, to actually battle, to actually stand up and fight for the truth. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Those infiltrators, troublemakers, that come in just to stir up trouble and conflict and cause doubt. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. Destroyed them. That was the judgment that came upon the children of Israel when they were relieved from the bondage in Egypt and were able to go back to the promised land along that journey. There was many that felt the judgment and suffered the judgment because they turned against the Lord. In verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, 
He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even the angels will be judged. Verse 7, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. And that's a lot of stuff that's going on today. The things that were going on, the perversions that were going on in Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding areas are very commonplace these days. They need to go back and look at the judgments to see the severity of the judgments that come upon them because of doing such ungodly things. But as we have said so many times, there's many people out there that know the judgments, but yet they still are denying because they have reached that point that they want others to join in so that they don't feel so bad about what they're doing. Like it says over in Romans chapter 1 and verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And over there Paul was speaking about those perversions like the sexual perversions of homosexuality and lesbianism and the other ungodly lustful desires of the flesh that they do and want others to do. Back over in the book of Jude, verse 9. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. Giving us an example there that when we're facing such people, when we're facing such adversaries, we need to step aside and let the Lord fight that kind of a battle. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. The these here he's speaking of is those ungodly ones, those perverts, those abominable people. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beast in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Cori. These are spots in your feasts of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness and darkness forever. The blackness and darkness forever. The blackness and darkness of the lake of fire. It's a shame there's so many people that are headed down that pathway, running down that pathway, grabbing as many folks as they can to take right down that pathway with them. And it's truly on the increase in this country. The way they're going after the children, going into the schools, 
setting up their perverts to actually read stories to the children and try to make it seem normal to behave in such ungodly manners and confusing and warping the minds of so many of the youth. They love it when they get more to come in and follow them, but they're going down a dangerous pathway. We Christians got a lot of work to do, a lot of it available out there for us to get involved in, to stand up against such actions and such behavior, share the love of Jesus Christ, shine the light of Jesus Christ into those dark places and reveal their sins. As it continues, Jude, verse 14, And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, th these saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. The day of accountability, the day of judgment, it is coming. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Interesting where he puts in there, because of advantage. They do these things for profit. They do it for the accolades. They do it for the peace of mind that they develop, knowing that there's others doing the same sins that they are doing. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts, prophesied, and being fulfilled today. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit, not the Spirit, Note there that Spirit is capitalized, meaning the Holy Ghost. They don't have the Holy Ghost. They're not saved. But ye, the ye here are the born again. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life the mercy that he pours upon us that trust and love him, the mercy that he is actually showing as well on the ungodly, that he hasn't wiped them out like in Sodom and Gomorrah, or hasn't wiped everybody out like the great flood of Noah's day. He's patiently awaiting more to turn from their evil ways before it's everlasting too late. Verse 22 and of some have compassion, making a difference. Notice, of some have compassion. We need to keep the love going. We need to have compassion even for the most filthy, vile, perverted sinner that's out there. It's so easy to hate them. It's so easy to despise them and want to destroy them. But that's not what's we're supposed to do. We're supposed to help them. We're supposed to shine the light on them so that it will be revealed that they are sinning, so that they can know that they have done something wrong, so that they will repent and share the love of Jesus Christ, so they can come and be converted and become a brother and sister in Christ, 
and be looking forward to so much that the Lord has promised us and the mercy that the Lord is showing them that they truly appreciate it. Verse 22 again, And if some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Powerful letter there of Jude. We need to really look at those points that he's bringing out and acknowledge that that is what's going on today. We have so many opportunities given to us to serve the Lord and to work with the Lord in sharing the gospel. And it is so needed in the world today. So let's all of us get busy to do it because we know there's a day of judgment coming. All right, now let's look at the book of Revelation. In Revelation, there are many aspects of the judgment. Basically, the whole book is about the judgments that come upon the world and mankind during the whole tribulation a time and so forth that the book of Revelation speaks of, even the millennial period and the eternal state. The judgments that are ahead, we won't go in this too deeply. We're going to be getting the study of Revelation in Sunday school, so we'll start right from the first verse and go through the entire book of Revelation. But right now, let's look at a few key sections of the book of Revelation concerning the various judgments. We know there's the major judgments that come across throughout the book of Revelation through the first half of the tribulation time and the second half of tribulation time and then at the end of the tribulation and of course the great white throne judgment and so forth. But let's look at Revelation chapter 14 and in verse 6 and 7 right now because of the reference of the word judgment as we see in Revelation chapter 14 in verse 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven. Now the one that's seeing this is the Apostle John. When he was revealed all of this, when he was in exile on the Isle of Patmos. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. We know the Lord says that the final days will not occur until... The gospel is preached into all the world. And this is the moment there that he's speaking of, is when that gospel gets preached everywhere, because mankind can only do so much, but the angels get the job completed. He's saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. An announcement, judgment is here, judgment is upon us, worship the Lord. Now go on over to Revelation chapter 17. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore, which sitteth upon many waters. Now this Great horror is speaking of the institutions 
the system that's going on, comparing it to a great whore. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have made have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Now the judgments that come upon the great whore in the comparison of an adulterous woman that we have there and the judgments for the vile judgments and destroys Babylon. You get further into the studies, you can see that. But it's speaking of that judgment, the vile judgments that come upon the planet. Right now, over in Revelation, we can see some awesome judgments right at the end of the tribulation time. In Revelation chapter 19, picking up verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Now, this appearance of Jesus Christ is his second coming. Now, many get confused at the rapture being the second coming, but the second coming is when he comes down to, to actually set foot on the earth and judge this planet with quite an onslaught right here as it gets into it. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, To all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the word of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh." Jesus Christ at his second coming, at the end of the tribulation time, to wipe out all the ungodly that are on the earth at that time, and to cast the Antichrist and the beast into the lake of fire, the Antichrist and the false prophet into the lake of fire, where they will remain for eternity. 
And as I say, this is the second coming, because when the Lord comes down to rapture the church out before the tribulation, he's not coming all the way down to the planet. He'll be in the clouds, as you see in the references in Thessalonians. But here we see the judgments that will hit this earth at the end of the tribulation time. As it continues further in chapter 20, and I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Notice, Satan was thrown into a bottomless pit, bound for a thousand years. He was not thrown into the lake of fire yet. And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. Now the thousand years are prophesied, the millennial period, the millennial kingdom, millennial meaning thousand, the thousand years of Jesus Christ being on this planet, and allowing us that are born-again Christians to rule and reign with him for that thousand years. Because at the end of the tribulation time, when he destroys all those ungodly, there'll still be people alive that were saved during tribulation time. They'll go over into the millennial period, having normal human lives, and we will be given opportunities that are born-again Christians now to be able to rule and reign with Jesus Christ during that thousand years. And there'll be a lot of more people born during that thousand years, normal humans that are born. The earth is going to be awesome and wondrous at that time because he's going to restore all things back to the perfection that it was before the flood and before the fall of Adam and Eve. So it'll be a wondrous times. And with Jesus Christ right here on the planet, uh, sitting on the throne there in Jerusalem, where there'll be a new temple built, and you would think that there would be nobody turn against the Lord, but we see as it unfolds here, there'll still be people turn against the Lord, even with Him right here with them, as it continues in verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Why, you may wonder. Because all the people that are born during the millennial period have to have a time of temptation so that they can make the decision for themselves. Do they want to follow Jesus Christ or turn against Jesus Christ? And this is that opportunity for them before the final judgment. Verse 8, 
and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. As of sand of the sea. There's that many people that will turn against Jesus Christ during the millennial period with him right here on the earth interacting with them, but yet they will still turn against him. Verse 9. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Note here that God the Father wipes them all out. At the end of the tribulation time, Jesus Christ speaks a word because it says the sword was proceeded out of his mouth that is speaking and he wipes everybody out that's ungodly. And here we see God pouring down the fire and wiping out everybody that's going up against the Lord. Verse 10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's the future for the devil and the Antichrist and the false prophet. And see here the great judgment coming. Verse 11, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to their works. Notice, according to their works, according to their works. And these are all of those that have not yet received judgment. Many have misunderstood and think that this great white throne judgment is only for the ungodly. Yes, it is for the ungodly. There's a judgment seat of Christ where the Christians will be judged before the millennial period. But all of those that are born during the millennial period have got to have a time of judgment. So they get their judgment at the great white throne judgment. That's why there are books. Books that list those that are born again and those that are not. And books that have recorded the works of everyone. And they have to all be looked at. So everyone that has not yet received a judgment will be a part of the great white throne judgment. And be judged every man according to their works. Different degrees of reward and different degrees of punishment. As it continues, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The second and permanent and total death. Separation from God never to be in the presence of God ever again. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. See, the book of life is there and has to be looked at because there'll be people there that have gotten their name written in the book of life. If it was just a judgment for the sinners, the book of life wouldn't even need to be there because they would all be sinners. 
and all be lost. But this is a record of the lives of the woes that got born again during the tribulation time and of all sinners of all time. The great white throne judgment. And then what we, after this judgment, have to look forward to that are born again Christians in chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God." And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. He said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. That's what the born-again Christians have to look forward to. That is so awesome. But he also includes here a warning to those that are lost. But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Don't be a part of the second death. Don't wind up in the lake of fire for eternity. How can you avoid that? By trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. To be looking forward to the day of judgment, not dreading it. Looking forward to what we have to look forward to for eternity. So much ahead of us. It is so awesome. And as he says in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. That's what we have to look forward to. Rewards for our works. In addition to everlasting life, in addition to a glorified body, in addition to all the many blessings of the great, big, beautiful, brand new earth, he will also give us additional rewards according to what we have done in service for him. But also different degrees of punishment for those who have denied him and turned against him. So pray, get it right, keep it right. Let's pray now. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for your word. And we that are truly born again and prayed up, look forward to the judgments so that we can all be held accountable for what we have done and that we can receive those many blessings and many, many, many rewards that you have in store for us. That is so awesome. Help all of us be looking forward to judgment, not dreading it. And help us get out there and help others be looking forward to it as well. We truly thank you for all of it. And thank you, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your work. We pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.